Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Wrestling Uncensored, your SmackDown recap for Friday, April 2nd. Tonight on the show, WWE doing a SmackDown WrestleMania special. Chris Jericho appearing on the Stone Cold Broken Skull Sessions. And big matches coming up as we are a week away from WrestleMania. Yes, indeed, we are a week away from WrestleMania. Welcome to the show. It's Wrestling Uncensored. I'm Dave Simon. He's Johnny North, my main man. Having a good time over there with the hair, big hair. Hair keeps growing. Gets longer and longer every time I see you. Big Johnny in the house, professional wrestler extraordinaire. Want to give a shout-out to everybody watching right now. Shout-out to the members. Doug Hepburn, I see you. Angelo Contagonis, I see you as well. I think we're going to hear from Angelo in a second. I think Angelo's actually on on the line. I'm going to just uh, confirm that. But, yeah, we are now taking calls. So if you join our Discord, there's there's information on how to do it. And you could go to call.ringsidereport.net to uh, join the Discord and then uh, jump on the show and be on the show. Yeah, I think so. And I think Angelo is, yeah, Angelo is ready to go. So, Angelo, I know you can hear me. Just uh, hang tight. We're going to get to you in just a second. We are taking calls here tonight as we are going to start taking calls going forward on the Ringside Report Network as long as everything goes well. I'm getting a text from our production team. Everything's good. Yep, when I'm ready, we can put Angelo on. Um, Angelo is a member. Of course, the members, you guys do get priority to become uh callers here on the show don't forget to like don't forget to subscribe and click the bell when you subscribe bell so you get notified every time that we are on we're on every monday wednesday and friday after the wrestling shows raw dynamite and smackdown we'll be on after wrestlemania next week both nights looking forward to mania next week we'll get to everything that happened on uh, smackdown and and uh and recap it and what's going on at Mania here. Some matches that we thought were going to happen at Mania now going to happen on SmackDown. WrestleMania SmackDown, they're calling it, next Friday. So you thought WrestleMania was two nights. No, no, no. It's three nights of WrestleMania because SmackDown is also WrestleMania. They're going to have the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and they will also have the SmackDown Tag Team title match, their Dirty Dogs. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, the SmackDown champs, defending in a fatal four-way against Gable and Otis, the Alpha Academy, the Street Profits, and Ray and his son Dominic Mysterio. Fatal four-way next week for the SmackDown tag titles on WrestleMania SmackDown. They'll also be doing the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on SmackDown next week, and I think we already have some of the participants Uh, And I'll get to those in a little bit. But first, I do want to bring on our first call of the night. Let's get to a member of the team. He's a super chat leader many times. We got Angelo on the line. Angelo, are you with me? Mm. I think we have Angelo on the line. Let's try it again. Angelo? Going once, going twice. I don't know. Our team's working on it. 
Is Angelo there? Angelo, are you there? Are you unmuted? I don't know, Angelo. I, I can't hear him. No, I don't hear Angelo. I thought Angelo was there. And he was there. I know our team talked to him before, but Angelo is not uh, speaking, I don't think. Maybe Angelo wasn't ready to be on. Maybe we went to Angelo too early. Alex Terrace wants to know the it's you got to go to uh, call.ringsidereport.net, Alex. So we'll take Angelo off because I don't think Angelo's there. Right? I love people are already blaming AJ. Wow. <laughs> it's it's think, not AJ's fault in this case. I don't think that's on us. I think Angelo just maybe wasn't ready. Angelo, what's going on? Where are you? Oh, our production team is on it, I think, trying to figure it out. We're working on it. We'll get Angelo on here in a second. This is a work in progress. Yeah, that's it. It's a new uh it's a new deal for the show. But yeah, we will be able to uh to get you guys on the show in theory. Theoretically, we Whoa. should be able to take calls. And I think it's going to happen at and, some point. Reality one day. Yeah. It'll happen. I believe in it. Yeah. Are you hearing those sound effects, or is that just in my ears? Yeah, it's just in your ears. I'm not hearing anything. Oh, okay. I'm hearing like boop, 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 boop. Maybe that's just me. All right, let's yeah, talk it's about you. <laughs> Voices, Randy. Oh, that's no, no. There's definitely sound effects going on in my ears, but I think it's just me. I don't think you're hearing it. I really wanted to get Angelo on the show, and I'd like to get everybody on the show. Oh, Angelo's thing is working, but the Discord is not working properly. Our Discord uh, thing, our app or something is not working for some reason. I don't know why. Some sort of Discord okay. issue. Discord not doing what it's supposed to be doing. I don't know why. Our production team spoke with Angelo before the show. You know? Doug Hepburn wants me to give my home number, and then I'll just uh, put you guys on speaker. That's not happening. He knows that's not happening. People don't have home numbers anymore. Everyone has cells now. I have a home number. You don't have a you home number? number? Whoa. 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 Now I'm here myself. Here. Get get me out of there. There you too. go. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's gone now. There was an echo. Whoa. Something's happening. Is something happening? <laughs> you let me know. I don't know. I don't know. This is the deal, okay? I'm going to go on with the show. And production team can tell me when they think they have it working. And when they do have it working, just send me a message, and then we'll try to go to Angelo, okay? We're working on it. The team is working on it. I see them working on it over here. Things are happening, all right? SmackDown tonight, Edge starts a promo, in-ring promo. Edge starts a show, uh, talks about Daniel Bryan. Says Brian's an insp- was an inspiration for his comeback. He wanted to team with him at Fast Lane, but now Brian got in his way. He should have seen Brian coming, the ultimate opportunist. He should have known Brian was going to come take this opportunity. And then Brian actually did something good. He drove him to become the rated R superstar once again. He brought the fire back in edge. He pissed him off, and now he's the rated R superstar. He says that Roman and Brian want to be him. They aspire to be him. He is a WWE Hall of Fame legend, the ultimate opportunist. 
And finally, once again, the rated R superstar. I thought it was a good promo to start the show. When you start the show with a with a Roman Reigns promo, it's kind of like, eh. But Edge or Daniel Bryan starting to show off, solid stuff. I like Fiery Edge. I like Rated R Superstar Edge. I like Edge wanting revenge, you know? I thought it was mm-hmm. a solid promo to start the show. I just thought it was weird when we go back... Uh, we come back from commercial break right after the promo, and there's Edge again being interviewed backstage. Like, how much talking time are we giving him? I understand that he's good, but a lot of Edge promos tonight, right? Edge was in the ring doing a promo. Edge was backstage with Kayla being interviewed. Edge was telling Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville how much he liked the idea of Daniel Bryan wrestling Jey Uso tonight and telling them that he was going to be on commentary. Edge, before going out for commentary, doing a backstage promo in Gorilla with Paul Heyman. Edge on commentary talking. Like a lot of Edge on the microphone tonight, which, not bad, but it was a lot. It was a lot. And I thought, you know, if you're going to do the Adam Pierce, Sonya Deville thing, if you're going to do the Paul Heyman thing, I don't really know if you needed the backstage interview with Kayla right after the in-ring promo. You know, like, it was a lot. It was like five Edge promo segments tonight. Most of the show was just Edge talking about how much he wanted to see Daniel Bryan get hurt. Right? Yeah, there was a lot of Edge, but Edge was like the best part of the show. So I, I just said, kept keep it coming. Like it was the best thing. So I had no problem with that. I also felt that maybe Edge was supposed to mention that in his promo, and he didn't mention it in his promo. So maybe that's why they had him do the extra promo afterwards. Because you see, with Edge, like he doesn't really completely go by script. He goes by what he pretty much thinks he should say, kind of thing. He's not really trying to memorize the lines, but. Maybe it was something he was supposed to say, and he forgot to say it, so they had the extra promo there. And also, like, Edge won the Rumble. Like, the show should revolve around Edge and his challenger, so it makes a lot of sense that he's pretty much the whole part of the show. Like, he's really the main focus. He should be. He's the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, and I don't disagree with that, but, like, five promos? It wasn't five, right? It was uh, three backstage and one in the ring and then plus commentary. It's, I mean, you could kind of call commentary a promo. They are doing promotion for the match. Who's talking to do it? Five? Five in one show? Like, I get it. But I was I, all I'm saying is I think they would have been, uh, been good with four, you know? I think four would have been enough, but, you know, whatever. This was the Edge night. Edge was there. He was talking a lot. So be it. Alpha Academy and the Dirty Dogs beat the Mysterios and the Street Profits. Otis getting the pinfall on Montez after a second rope splash. Um, This match was, you know, what it was. Dominic Mysterio doing things that he does. Not looking overly convincing. Otis looks great. I love Otis. I'm a big fan of Otis. I think he's fantastic. Ray still looks great. Um, and we're doing the Fatal 4-Way next week on WrestleMania SmackDown. What do you think? I'm sh- I'm a little surprised. Like, WrestleMania SmackDown? 
we needed three nights of WrestleMania. They couldn't fit all their matches on two nights of Mania. Let's not forget, before last year, this is a one-night event. This year, they somehow can't fit all their matches on two nights. They need the SmackDown leading into it to have more of their WrestleMania kind of overflow. The Andre Battle Royal, the SmackDown Tag Team title match. Is this because they're not doing a pre-show in front of fans? At least on Saturday? Because that's the word, right? They're not doing the kickoff show for WrestleMania on Saturday. Will not feature any wrestling matches in the ring. Because they want the first entrance, the first pop with fans to be on the main show of WrestleMania. So I'm thinking because they're not doing a kickoff show on Saturday. I don't know if they'll do a kickoff show on Sunday. But maybe they won't do a kickoff show either night, and that's why we're doing this SmackDown Mania next Friday. Because otherwise, it's kind of like, it is weird, even without the kickoff shows. It is weird that they can't fit everything for WrestleMania on two nights. They need three nights to do everything. It's a little much. I feel like it makes sense because WrestleMania apparently is going to start at 8 p.m. So if it's going to start that late on Saturday and Sunday, they already have six matches each night. They're probably going to add at least one more match each night too. So I I think it's more than enough already. I think it's better to put it on SmackDown, let it get showcased, give it more time to actually be a match. It's better this way. Like The shows are too long anyway, so I'm happy that they space it out like this. Does this mean Saturday or Sunday might not be as long? I could see maybe like Saturday not be as long. I mean, it really depends on the matches too, right? I mean, maybe they want to give the matches actually more time. So, I mean, even though there's six matches, maybe they want most of the matches to go over 20 minutes. So that's going to eat up a lot of time, especially if it starts at 8 p.m. So, like, they've been pretty good, like, since the, the pandemic of having, like, short pay-per-views. But I think they've realized that, this is going to be kind of tough to pull off, and if they're going to appease fans and not have them stay up until 1 a.m. in the morning, that uh, they need to kind of cut down on things. I agree with you, and I, I think that they should have these uh, shows shorter. I don't want them to run more than three hours tops. If it's a two-night thing, you know, six hours in a weekend I think is more than enough, but we'll see what they do with Mania. The word from the production team is that we got the calls working. Let's see if we've got Angelo. Angelo, are you with me? Yes, I'm with you. Yes, Angelo. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Yourself, my man. I'm doing great, man. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for supporting the team. Great to finally talk to you. We appreciate you, man. Of course. (laughs) There he is, Angelo, my man. That's great. What would you think of SmackDown tonight, dude? I didn't have a chance to watch it. That's why I'm watching you now. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's the way it is. You're, the, you're, you're, you're my go-to source. That's right. Well, I'm happy to be your source for you, Angelo. What are you looking forward to yeah. at Mania? Roman, Daniel, and um, what's his name? Edge. The, the, the main event. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
Hell yeah. That, that's probably the only that's probably the only match I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's right. That's a real wrestling uncensored viewer right there. That's the match he's looking forward to. Edge, Roman, Brian. That's the match, right? That's the match for WrestleMania oh, this year. That and now Logan Paul, baby. Logan Paul's going to be a mania, so you know it's a big Logan show now. Paul. Logan Paul, baby, he's there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Angelo, what yeah. else, man? What else is going on? Nothing much, man. Good. Just Good enjoying stuff. watching you guys get, get right. my information. All right, brother. Well, we appreciate you calling in, man. You are the first caller ever to Wrestling Uncensored yeah. live on the Ringside Report Network. Thank okay? you. Thank you. First my pleasure, ever. Man. Thank you. There he is. Angelo, we did it, John. We got it working. Our first caller ever, and it's Angelo, a super chat leader, a member of the team. We finally got to talk to him. That was cool. Look at that technology, baby. Now John's frozen. Uh, I could oh. hear it. It, it was a little faint, but I, I could hear it, but it was a little faint, though. Like, I had to really listen hard to, to get it all, but yeah, I heard it. Oh, I heard him loud and clear in my headphones. I don't know. I love it. Super Chat Hall of Famer. That's what, An yeah, Doug Doug Hepburn in the chat, he says Angelo is a Super Chat Hall of Famer. Angelo is a Ringside Report Hall of Famer. God bless, Angelo. Thank you for calling in. That was cool, man. We got to hear from Angelo. And if you want to call, if you want to call, and Mako's saying uh, he sounded great. Take it easy, Johnny. A Agent Orion says he sounded great on the stream. Mako83 says... Take it easy, Johnny. So, you know, take it easy, Johnny. Sounded good. All right. Angelo, my man. No? John? I, I, I can't hear you, Dave. You can't hear me? What do you mean you can't hear me? You can't hear me. I still can't hear you, no. <laughs> what? Can you guys hear me? How come Johnny can't hear me? I'm not sure what happened, but no no volume. Are you kidding? What's going on here? What happened? Oh, well, it, apparently people can hear us, which is good. Oh, okay. But Johnny, you can't, can't hear, hear me. each other for whatever reason. Oh, that's good. Oh, you can't hear me. <laughs> that's great. So... Johnny can't hear me. That's weird. But I can hear Johnny. I can hear Johnny fine. I hear oh, Johnny. I hear you now. There you go, Johnny. What is happening? <laughs> Are we good now, John? You hear me? I always heard I hear you. you now, yeah. I heard you the whole time. Well, this is what happens. This is what happens sometimes. We try to take a call. We try to do something nice. And then we can't hear each other afterwards. Oh, my God. Uh, we will take a call again, but I'm scared to do it now because I might lose Johnny. <laughs> Woo! All right. Call.ringsidereport.net if you want to call and you want to test fate. Test fate with call.ringsidereport.net. You never know what you're going to get with ringsidereport.net. Oh, John, I don't know. All these things happening. I got confused. I'm lost. I'm lost and confused. Alpha Academy over the Dirty Dogs. What do you think next week? Let's uh, let's preview it, baby. Let's preview it. Dirty Dogs, Gable Otis, Street Profits, Ray and Dominic, SmackDown Tag Team Titles next week on WrestleMania SmackDown. Next week, by the way, on this show, we will... 
preview WrestleMania. Okay? Next week, this this episode of Wrestling Uncensored, this very show, 10 p.m. right after SmackDown, will be our WrestleMania preview show. But tonight, we're going to preview WrestleMania SmackDown, because this is our SmackDown show, and John doesn't join me on Monday nights after Raw. I'm all alone. I got the Ringside Report universe, but I don't have Johnny. I don't have my man Johnny. But Johnny, what do you think next week? Or do, do we see new tag team champions? I think they might give it to Ray and Domino Mysterio. I really do. And why not? I feel like they're going to give it back to the Street Profits, but that's just me. They've been losing a lot. Montez took the fall tonight from Otis. Mm-hmm. Maybe they give it back to them. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But I think it would be a nice uh, feel-good story to have the father and son as tag team champions. Yeah, sometimes I call him Domino Mysterio. Dominic, Domino. It doesn't matter what his name is. But I think Ray and Dominic winning the titles together should happen at some point. They got to tag together. Just give them the belts. It's a nice moment. If Dominic does have a long wrestling career, it'll be a... A moment that he can look back on fondly. I think this makes sense. Put it on Ray and Dominic. Street Profits have plenty of time to be SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Give it to Ray and Dominic next week. That's what I would do. Um, and Matthew the Magician's asking, why are they not doing this match of Mania? I really think it's because uh, there's just no time. There's no time. This is going to be on the pre-show. They're not doing a pre-show live in front of fans. They're not going to do any kind of matches there, so this is the pre-show. I think SmackDown is going to be the pre-show. We're also going to have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and the the participants are announced. That's going to happen on SmackDown. It'll be Tozawa, Angel Garza, Cedric Alexander, Drew Gulak, Elias, Eric of the Viking Raiders, Grand Metalik, Umberto Carrillo, Jackson Riker, Jay Uso, Kalisto, Corbin, Dorado, Mace apparently is still a thing, Buddy Murphy, Mustafa Ali, Rick O'Shea, Shelton, Shinsuke, Slapjack, T-Bar, and Tucker. Tucker is still around. I had no idea. I had no idea Tucker was still a thing. Well, it's pretty much everyone who's in catering is going to be in the in the match pretty much. Well, it's a 24-7 title hunt, right? How come uh, R-Truth isn't in this match? Where's Ronnie? Uh, but Tucky, like, where's Tucky been? Tucky's been off TV for years. Well, not years, but months, not right? Years. Have we seen Tucky in 2021? Maybe again in those one of those 24-7 skits, possibly. I don't think so. Poor Tucker. Uh, I think I may have seen him once, maybe twice, but it doesn't really matter. Like He's not really that important. He served his purpose when he broke up with Otis. And now he's just on Raw, but not used at all whatsoever. Who is your pick to win the Jobber Battle Royal? I mean, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Well, I could easily see someone who's not announced win this one, obviously. Is Ricochet not in this? Like, he Ricochet is. would be a great pick. He's in it. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, really, I like Ricochet. 
I like Mustafa Ali. Well, it could come down to the two of them. It yeah. could be interesting. Because Mustafa, like, I think they're still going to try and do something with him. He was on Raw. They used him in, like, a way, you know? I feel like they're still going to try and do something with Mustafa. I'm shocked that the other guys in uh, Retribution are in this. I guess it's because they just need bodies for this match. Who do you guys think is going to win this? Antoinette says Ali. I agree with Antoinette. Shout out to Antoinette. Who won today, Antoinette? The Yankees or the Blue Jays? I know Antoinette is in... uh, She's in Toronto, and I'm a Yankee fan, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't see. Did they play today? I don't know. I didn't really keep up to date with John. It. Like, not, John, you're supposed to keep me, me. You're supposed to keep me up to date on all these things. Um, yeah. Daniel Bryan was in the main event tonight, which is how SmackDown should be, and he won, which is how it should be. Oh yeah, the Yanks didn't play today. I guess they'll play tomorrow. Um, yeah, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal really means nothing. Somebody in the chat saying the winner gets nothing. Bob Cote says it's not like the winner gets anything. Dead on. Doug Hepburn says I can't bet against Shinsuke. Huh. I can. Yankees playing tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Lost the first game. Get him back tomorrow. Sorry, Antoinette, but go Yankees for me. For me. Uh, I got Mustafa winning the Battle Royal, but again, who gives a shit? It means nothing. It means nothing. Seth Rollins and Cesaro interviewed in the ring by Corey Graves, and this demonstrated why Cesaro isn't further along in his WWE career. Did it not? Mm-hmm. Cesaro stumbles Hi. through a promo, right? He says... Exactly. Seth might be right about his shortcomings. Oh! Antoinette hitting us up with the super chat. Says, go Blue Jays. I like the super chat, but I don't like the go Blue Jays. You know, I'm torn, Antoinette. You got me there. You got me. (sighs) All right. Well, she got it set on the show, so that's the important part. (laughs) Yeah, go Blue Jays. I like Vlad Guerrero Jr. I'm a big Expos guy. You know, I'm a Montreal guy, so uh, I love the Expos, and I love Vlad. I can't believe his son is a major leaguer, and he looks really good, trimmed down. Apparently, he lost like 40 pounds. I like Vlad Guerrero Jr. I think he's cool. He's my favorite Blue Jay by far. Uh, yeah, I like I like little Vladdy. Baby Vlad? You got to love baby Vlad, right? I think pretty much everybody in Montreal, like if you're an Expos fan, and even if uh, like you don't like the Blue Jays like me, I think you still like Baby Vlad. Right, Johnny? You got to love Baby Vlad. Well, I think what helps is that he hit that home run in Montreal a couple years ago now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I think I was there for that. He's cool. He's cool. Uh, Seth Rollins and Cesaro. So Cesaro, like... Super chat. Super chat. Ah, what? What is this? (laughs) Patrick! Awesome. Patrick! Uncalled for! They're trolling me! They are the the super chatters are, are baseball trolling me right now. Patrick says Rays are one and a half ahead of the Yankees. 
Well, that's probably because they won today and they won yesterday, so they've won two games, and the Yankees have played one and won zero. So, fine, Patrick. That may be so, but it's a long season. How many World Series championships do the Rays have, or the Blue Jays for that matter? Not as many as the Yankees. Yeah, well, add the Rays and Blue Jays championships together, and you still wouldn't get like a quarter of what the Yankees have. So take that, all right? People trolling me on the Super Chat. I appreciate the Super Chat, but the trolling or the baseball trolling is a little, you know? You guys. We're off to a good start this season. You guys. (laughs) Oh, getting me. Getting me good. I love it. (laughs) That's good stuff. Uh, so Cesaro, you know, he's like, oh, Seth, you might be right about my shortcomings, but come this Saturday at WrestleMania, things will change. I can feel it. I feel something in the, is, is in the air. Swing is in the air. And then he started singing. Swing is in the air everywhere I look around. And I'm embarrassed doing it, but I have to, you know, kind of tell you what happened. But he actually sang that on SmackDown. It was so embarrassing. It was so bad. He stumbled through that promo. It was awkward as fuck. Cesaro is such a good wrestler. He looks so good. But goddamn, the reason he's not further along. And this whole story is about how Cesaro is like untapped potential. He's really good, but he never got to the next level. And this was why. Seth Sounded much better in this promo than Cesaro did. So sad. So sad. Like he's being given the ball and he's fumbling the ball. Damn it. I wish I could say, oh, Cesaro cut a great promo tonight, but I can't. It was the shits. It was awful. Sorry, John. Go ahead. I cut you off. No, it's, it's okay. I was just almost say the same thing you said in a sense where it's just like, you know, Seth sounded better. You sounded better in presenting that song instead of Cesaro <laughs> did. Like, it was just bad on Cesaro's part. But the problem is, like, they know he's not that good in promos. Like, why put him in that kind of situation where he's got to excel in a promo and he can't? Plus, the situation is stupid as hell. Like, you guys are supposed to be in a fight and you're just, like, standing in the ring right up to each other. And, like, you don't fight at all, too, at the end. That was kind of ridiculous. It just makes them both look stupid. I, I just... It was a really bad SmackDown tonight. Like, I, I really thought they just didn't have anything good tonight whatsoever. Except for Edge. Edge's promos were good. Yeah, this promo was not. But I think they're trying to go somewhere with Cesaro. Like, I think they're trying to do something. He might beat Seth at Mania. They might try to push him to the next level. But with promos like this, like, they have to put him in the ring They have to see, okay, where is he at now? Let's see what he can do in this promo that's supposed to build his match with Seth. And it failed miserably. And that sucks. I wish Cesaro was better on the mic. If he was, he'd he'd be doing a lot better as far as main events and world championships go in the WWE. But tonight was an example of why Cesaro isn't further along. And it showed you why Seth is. Like, as as boring 
and unentertaining as Seth Rollins is on the microphone, tonight I was like, oh, Seth is pretty good on the mic, I guess. Because next to Cesaro, he looked like The Rock. It was really bad. You know, like Seth sounded good tonight because he wasn't like saying anything, you know, impressive. He's just like, oh, I have a great WrestleMania record. I beat Triple H and Brock Lesnar at Mania, and you haven't done anything, Cesaro, and I'm going to beat you at Mania. And uh, how about we fight right now, and I'm going to end your WrestleMania dreams. And Cesaro's like, oh, go ahead. Take a swing. And it's like, get it? Swing? And then Seth, like, thinks about it, and then he just walks away. And that was the whole segment. Disappointing. I wish Cesaro was better. I wish he was better on the microphone because, you know, he'd be a top star in WWE, but. Seth should beat him at Mania now. After that promo, Seth should win. Because what's the point? Like, how far can Cesaro really go with promos like that? Shit the bed. Big time. You can't be that bad and be a main eventer. You can't be that bad on the mic. I mean, the the singing thing, he was probably told to sing. But even the delivery of the lines, it was just... It's really bad. He's so good in the ring. It's so it's It's disappointing, you know? But not everybody can be, you know, a top star. Not everybody can be Daniel Bryan. Some guys are, you know, William Regals, and that's okay too. William Regal, very respected guy in the wrestling business. He actually could cut a promo, very charismatic, but he never, you know, he was just like very talented, very good, but he never ascended to the top, top levels of the wrestling business. Never WWE or WCW world champion. And that's okay. You know, Cesaro can look at a guy like Regal and say, yeah, I could be the modern-day Regal, and that's fine. But I think people thought Cesaro could be something more than that, more than a mid-carder, maybe a main eventer, but at this point, probably not. Probably not. Well, it's not easy for a lot of guys like to find that character and actually portray that character through their words. Like, I think Seth Rollins, because we've seen him for so many years, I think he's finally gotten used to a character and talking on the mic. And we, we had to sit through some god-awful promos, too, with Seth Rollins. And although at times it could be okay, it's still not great. But as you've seen with Cesaro, he's not even close to Seth Rollins' level. So it just makes him look absolutely terrible. And you even wonder why is this even a match, because it feels like this is completely lopsided, like, Seth Rollins should easily win. I, I thought Seth Rollins was going to beat Cesaro anyways, but they were going to try to make it at least competitive with the fact that Cesaro had one thing over Seth Rollins, the fact that he could always swing him. And the problem was they had nothing else but that. That's all they had was oh, he could swing him a couple times. They had nothing else to follow up with. He can't do a promo back to him. It's just it's not a very interesting feud. None of the feuds, like... WrestleMania, except the main event, and I guess somewhat Kevin and Sammy, but I'm being biased there. Bad Nothing's Bunny. really been compelling. Uh, that's not compelling whatsoever. I'm 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 really not interested in like any of the feuds. Like the stories have been god terrible, just putrid. The feuds have been like the matches on paper look good, but the build has been just atrocious. I like the. Um... 
the build to uh, Bad Bunny and Miz. I like Bad Bunny punching Miz in the face on Monday night. That was fun. I like that, John. All right. And I loved Sami Zayn's promo tonight. That was fantastic. We're going to get to that. Angelo saying, what was Seth wearing tonight? Looked awful. That suit, it was like a tie-dye suit type of deal. I thought it looked kind of cool. Very heelish. Like, I think it's a type of suit where you see a guy wearing it and he just makes you mad. I thought Seth looked pretty cool. Not as cool as Sammy. Sammy looked amazing tonight. (laughs) So greasy. Uh, Matthew the Magician says they removed the singing part from YouTube. Like, WWE uploaded the Cesaro promo, and where he sings, it got taken out, apparently. Jeez. I guess they know it was bad. Uh, Rob Clue says Regal never ascended because of his outside-the-ring problems. He sabotaged his push a few times. Maybe, but I don't think he was ever going to be a main eventer, even if he never touched drugs or alcohol, you know? Talented guy, though. Tremendous. Tremendous talent. Pop Cote saying he showed how green Goldberg was. Yeah, that matches uh, wrestling legend, right? Regal and Goldberg from Nitro. Classic. Classic, brother. Um, Yeah. Doug Hepburn says WrestleMania lacking feuds we care about. Dead on. Dead on in the chat once again. Big Johnny. It's too bad. Next, next too we bad. go to. Yeah, it is too bad, but what are you going to do? I think this next match has been built up very well. The women's fatal four-way for these uh, tag team titles. They've built this up over several weeks. And I'm kind of looking forward to this. I'm not mad at this at all. It's, it's Natty. not official yet. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's uh, night one is the four-way, and night two is the match for the titles. Like, night one is is going to be, is it not official official? I thought it was. I thought they said it on SmackDown tonight. Usually they have the graphic. Unless you have the graphic, it's not official. Well, I thought it it seems like what the match is going to be. I guess they'll make it official at some point, or maybe they're waiting to see. Maybe they do it on WrestleMania SmackDown if they don't have time for the WrestleMania show itself. But the, the match is going to be... Natty and Tamina versus Naomi and Lana versus uh, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan versus I'm missing a team. Help me. Dana Brooke. Yeah, Sexy Mandy. Muscle Friends. Dana and Mandy, the Sexy Muscle Friends. So they will wrestle in a fatal four-way, apparently on the first night of Mania, although, as Johnny points out, not official yet. But the word is they're going to wrestle. Maybe it'll be on SmackDown and then... They'll get their tag team title match on one of the nights at WrestleMania. But that's what's going to happen. It's going to be fatal four-way between the contenders and then the winner of that match. The next night takes on Nia and Shayna for the tag team titles. I think Natty and Tamina versus Natty and versus uh, Nia and Shayna would be pretty fun. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I think even Naomi and Lana, I guess, but... Because Lana and, and Nia and Shayna have had a very long-standing feud. It would kind of make sense for her to be the one to go after them and maybe even take the titles. Imagine Lana and Naomi take the titles. That'd be a feel-good moment. Lana gets to like become a champion for the first time in her WWE career. Something I think many people would not think would happen. 
But her and Naomi, they look good together. They have cool matching gear. If you saw them tonight on SmackDown, I'm kind of rooting for Lana and Naomi. I'd like Natty and Tamina, but I don't think Natty and Tamina would beat Nia and Shayna, and it's heel on heel, kind of similar teams. You know, Tamina and Nia cancel each other out. Same with Shayna and and Natty. It's a good, like, matchup, but it's kind of like they're very similar tag teams, and I don't really see them as a mania match. But Lana and Naomi versus Nia and Shayna, to me, makes a lot of sense. Like, Ruby and Liv, forget about that. Dana and Mandy, maybe, maybe. They have looked pretty strong on Raw, but I'd be going with uh, Lana and Naomi, John. What do you think? Lana winning a title? Yeah, it seems the most likely of all the picks. Like, um... Like if it was me choosing it, you know, I'd go with Natty and Tamina just because it kind of changes up a bit. Because we've seen all those matches, if you think about it as well. We haven't seen Natty and Tamina against Nia and Shayna. That'd be Mm -hmm. kind of a fresh match, actually. So it'd be kind of cool to see that. But they seem to go more towards the story, and the story is more about Lana versus Nia. So it makes more sense. And yeah, for them to finally get the win because they haven't tag champions, it feels like more than half a year now, so why not finally change it here? But will it happen WrestleMania or not? That's the big question now. Or the WrestleMania special instead. They were the champions, but then they dropped them briefly to Asuka and Charlotte, right? For most of the year, they were champions. They dropped it briefly, and then they regained them. And Yeah, they've been pretty dominant, but it would make sense for Lana to to show up and do it. But what about Carmella and Billy Kay? Are they going to be a tag team now? Because Billy Kay was backstage, presented Carmella her resume, and Carmella seemed interested. Is there a chance that they get inserted into the Fatal 4-Way, and it's a Fatal 5-Way for a title shot? I feel like it's not going to be a Fatal 4-Way. I feel like this is going to be like a gauntlet kind of tag team thing instead now. Oh, because there's so many? Well, that's it. There's just too many tag teams now. I mean, you, you kind of have to put in that kind of situation. Plus, it makes things a lot more interesting. You could actually get Natty and Tamina against the tag champs that, in that, that kind of situation. Hmm. Has Rob been t- recorded already for uh, next week? I mean, it can be, right? I mean, they... Don't tape it in front of a live audience, so it makes sense. I mean, if you think about it, too, like the last couple of years before COVID, taped the Raw and SmackDown, I think, or at least the SmackDown, because it was pretty much just a highlight show going into WrestleMania. So why not? That way, you know what you pretty much have going to WrestleMania if the people getting hurt like a couple of days beforehand. Mm. That makes a lot of sense that they already taped it. Yeah. Apparently, they have recorded the shows for next week already, but the the spoilers aren't out because, like you said, they don't record them in front of fans. But I did see a couple people on the chat say that Raw was recorded. Bob Cote mentioning it. A couple other people are saying it. And apparently, PW Insider is reporting that night one of WrestleMania will indeed feature a multiple t- uh Multi-team women's tag team match where the winner takes on Nia and Shayna the next night. But that's apparently made official on Raw and SmackDown. So that is going to happen. 
And that's it. That's all that's really kind of come out of it. So that is well, official. They, uh, it's official, but not official. Out. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. You think it was an intentional spoiler? Natty beat Shayna tonight after a small package. Kind of a weird small package, right? Natty rolled up Shayna, and then Shayna kind of reversed it, and then Natty reversed it back. It was weird. Like, Natty had a small package, but never seemed to kind of have Shayna in it when she put it on, you know? Anyways, whatever. It was, it was super lame. It was beyond um, lazy. Why? The match. Like, what, what was that? That was not even a minute match. That, that no. was pathetic. That, well, that was it horrible. was It was for the post-match stuff, right? That match wasn't really for the match. It was just to set up having everybody show up. So Natty and Shayna have their little match. Natty wins real quick. Naya and Shayna get mad. They beat up on Natty and Tamina. Here comes Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. They hit some moves on Naya and Shayna. Mandy and Dana show up. They beat up Shayna and Ruby and Naya. And then Naomi and Lana show up. They take out the Riot Squad and the Muscle Friends. And then Tamina and Natty come back, and they take everybody out, and then they stand tall. They take out uh, you know, a couple people, Naomi and Lana, and then they stand tall at the end of the segment. That was just a segment to... Uh, to promo the match next week to show you who the players are. That match between Natty and Shayna was really about that post-match uh, stuff, right? Is what it is. Sami Zayn, okay? I'm rocking my Sami Zayn shirt tonight because I am super impressed with his work. To me, he was the highlight of the night. Was anybody more on point tonight than Sami Zayn, Johnny North? Was anything better than the Sami Zayn Logan Paul segment. I don't know, because sometimes you like things differently. You thought Edge was better? I thought Sammy was way better. Sammy was incredible tonight. So funny. He was killing me. Logan Paul's not needed for this. Like it's fine to have him, but like he doesn't really add anything to this feud whatsoever. Oh my god. The way Sammy was playing off of him, how excited Sammy was for Logan Paul to show up, the red carpet that he had rolled out. The suit that he was wearing. I got to get a picture of Sammy. I got to show you, if you didn't watch SmackDown tonight, what Sammy looked like. Because, I mean, is there a gif somewhere of Sammy's dance? Sammy dancing when Logan Paul came out. Sammy, like, Logan had music. And Sammy was dancing. Oh, there's Seth. There's Seth, if you're wondering what... Seth's suit look like tonight. Look at that. Look at that. Sexy. Purple. Bet you Becky likes it. He looks cool. I don't know. I kind of like the suit. <laughs> I know people are like, oh, what the hell was that? I was like, I don't know. It kind of looked cool. Uh, but Sammy looked incredible. His hair all greasy. The suit he was wearing. The dancing he was doing. Oh. Sammy Zayn was perfect tonight he was just the look on him the promo oh i love sammy uh towards the match though it doesn't add anything though like his match with kevin owens what does it matter that logan paul like is in his corner or not like what does that add nothing 
just other people that wouldn't care about that match. Oh, now they're going to watch that match because Logan Paul's there. It doesn't help towards a wrestling match. What do you mean? I mean, it's it's WrestleMania. You're trying to bring in stars. Look at that dance. It's worth it just for the dance. Look at Sammy. <laughs> Look at that guy. Oh, fantastic. Look at him go. Oh, yeah. All day I'm watching that. All day. Look at that guy. <laughs> He's loving it. Oh, he was so happy, elated, elated that he got this guy, Logan Paul, to show up. Massive. The guy's a huge star. He's going to box Floyd Mayweather. He's such a big star. He's an, He's never won a boxing match, but based off his star strength alone, this guy is somehow going to box Floyd Mayweather probably at some point in the future. He is a massive star, and Sammy was so excited to see him and so excited that he got him to come and do this promo and yeah he should be this is one of the biggest stars in the world right now maybe not for you or me johnny north but you know he's one of the most famous guys out there he's got a very big following he's one of the biggest youtubers there right sammy Zayn comes out he's got the hair he's got the suit he's dancing it's magnificent Sammy is in the ring to introduce his guest, Logan Paul. Logan Paul bringing more eyeballs. 23 million subscribers on YouTube. This guy is massive. He's bringing people in to WrestleMania. Mako knows. He says, you get it, Super Dave. That's right. Right on, Mako. You know I get it. This is WrestleMania, the showcase of the immortals. You're supposed to bring out stars for this. Logan Paul and Bad Bunny are stars in 2021. Whether you like them or not, these people are helping drive more eyeballs to professional wrestling. The people that watch Logan Paul aren't watching the WWE, and they should be. We need them. We need some of the Logan Paul audience. We need some of the Bad Bunny audience. We need some of the audience that any of these stars can bring in. Let's not kid ourselves. Mike Tyson changed the course of professional wrestling when he was brought in for WrestleMania 14. Shifted the balance of power to the WWE. They took over from WCW at that point, won the Monday Night Wars, put WCW out of business. The Austin era was born, and the rest is history. Mike Tyson, a boxer. Logan Paul, fellow boxer, coming in. To bring more power to the WWE. To bring more eyeballs to WrestleMania. Logan Paul is a massive star, Johnny North. Massive. And Sammy is so excited. He hugs Logan. And Sammy was so sweaty, too. I love that he hugged him. Sammy was just sweating. Wet with sweat. Sammy commends Logan for standing up for the oppressed. Standing up to injustice. Logan seems just kind of confused by Sammy, but happy to be there. Sammy just sweating, wipes the sweat off his brow. Sammy invites Logan to be his guest at WrestleMania, and Logan accepts. Sammy is elated, thrilled, and I am too. It was so funny. I was laughing. Sammy was killing me tonight. 
And then he presents the trailer for the documentary, which I also thought was very funny, very well done, fantastic. And then Logan is like, I don't know. I don't know if there's really a conspiracy against you. You might be delusional, Sammy. And then Sammy gets mad. He's like, hey, look, you're my guest. You're supposed to be supporting me. That's how this works. You're my guest. You agree with me. And then Kevin Owens shows up out of nowhere, hits Sammy with a stunner. Logan Paul is shocked. And Kevin Owens is like, Sammy, I'm going to stun you back into reality. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to beat some sense into it at WrestleMania. And then as Kevin is leaving, he pushes Logan Paul out of the way. I kind of wanted him to hit him with a stunner, but maybe we have to wait for Mania for that. But, oh, my God. Johnny North, if Kevin Owens stuns Logan Paul at WrestleMania, that's a holy shit moment. That's, like, that's news. That's big. That, you know, goes viral. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a big deal. Logan Paul might take a stunner from Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Logan gets in Kevin's face. Boom, boom, stunner. I mean, they teased it. He pushed him. Sammy has Logan Paul as his guest. Logan Paul maybe defends Sammy. Gets in Kevin's face. Stunner, baby. That's massive for WWE, for WrestleMania. Huge. I cannot believe they got Logan Paul to show up for this. And uh, he's going to be at WrestleMania. Very cool. Good for Sami Zayn. I'm very, very happy for Sami that he's able to get this high-profile angle. And I think it's despite the WWE. He's doing this on his own. Like, he reached out to Logan Paul on Twitter. Logan Paul responded, and Sami made this happen. Logan Paul is going to be at WrestleMania because of Sami Zayn and his actions. And that's huge. WWE should be thanking him for being so goddamn entertaining and bringing a massive star, one of the world's biggest stars, onto their show. The guy's going to box Floyd Mayweather, and he's not even a boxer, but Mayweather's like, yeah, I'll box you. That's how big of a name this guy is. And his brother, too. I'm going to do a watch-along for his brother boxing Ben Askren. Ben Askren is going to do a boxing match against this the, the brother, Jake. It's crazy. I love it. This is great, John. I don't care if you don't like it. I don't care. You, you cannot like it as much as you want. It's good for WWE. It's good for pro wrestling. It, it just could be better. It could be so much better. Like... The way they presented Logan Paul, like the fact that he was like, "Oh, I like you, Sammy, but you know you're kind of crazy," and then his whole like standoffishness with Kevin Owens—it's like they try to make him neutral. But what does that do for the match? It does absolutely nothing. It's just he happens to be there. He kind of likes Sammy, kind of doesn't, and he kind of has no opinion about Kevin Owens whatsoever. Like you could have made him something, like at least choose a side or something. Mike Tyson chose a side, right? And that's why the turn at the end meant something. Logan Paul just coming out and doing this whole, like, well, I think this way, I think that way. Oh, whoa, I can't believe you stunned him like that. Like, that's horrible. This is bad television. I can't believe you like this. Sammy was so good. You didn't like Sammy? He was so funny. I didn't like the use, I didn't like the use of Logan Paul. Sammy's fine. Yeah, he's good. 
But the the addition of Logan Paul, which seems to be the whole end all be all for this match, is nothing great. It, it's actually bad. Actually, it actually takes down this match because it takes all the focus oh. away. And who gives a crap about Logan Paul? Like, oh. I don't care what he does in this whatsoever. This match had no buzz, no sizzle, no build, and all of a sudden they get one of the biggest stars in the world involved in the match, and you think it's bad. I disagree. The way they've used them is terrible. They no. could be good, but they've used them poor. Kevin Owens pushed him at the end of the segment, and Logan didn't seem to like it. He gave him a look. That builds something. What's going to happen? It builds something. Well, what's going to happen? Is Logan going to side with Kevin against Sammy and his crazy conspiracy theories? Or is Logan going to have some sort of altercation with Kevin and eat a stunner? I think either way, I mean, I get it. Wrestling purists don't like it. Who cares about this guy? But it's WrestleMania, and this match had no real buzz, and now they have a celebrity guest. It adds something. It makes it a bigger deal. You might not like it, but, like, look, if you wanted to see a pure wrestling match between Kevin Steen and El Generico, I got about a dozen you could watch. Go watch that. This is WrestleMania. It's supposed to be bigger than that. They've had a million great matches. Do they need to have another one? Like, no. Will they? Yes. And Logan Paul will enhance it. Fine, but it could have been used better. The fact that he doesn't choose a side, the fact that he's sort of neutral, that doesn't really add anything to it whatsoever. It's just like, oh, he just happens to be there. Or you could have actually put him somewhere, make him a heel, make him a face, something. But this whole neutral stuff, it's just he's just there. It's just it's lazy. It's just they don't have anything else to do with him. They're not sure how people are going to react to him whatsoever. Is he going to get booed out of the building? Are people going to cheer? They don't really know because they don't know how to react to Logan Paul. Good. He's controversial. Doug Hepburn says, my kids told me who Logan Paul is. Yeah, I'm even too old for Logan Paul, man. I'm telling you, I'm not into Logan Paul. The Paul brothers, the only reason these guys are on my radar is because they keep challenging guys to fight. The only reason I know about these guys is because Jake Paul was on the undercard of the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones boxing match, right? That's why I know about these guys, really, because they talk a lot. They want to fight Conor McGregor. The other guy's fighting Ben Askren. Like, that's why I know about these guys, but, like, you know, they got a pretty big following. They're pretty big stars, just like Bad Bunny. Do I know about Bad Bunny? No. But like, oh, okay, he did that song with Booker T or whatever, the song called Booker T, and he's in WWE now, and he's a big star, so good. WWE needs to bring in big stars to make more people watch wrestling. There's not enough people out there watching wrestling these days. We need more people watching pro wrestling. It's good for you. It's good for me. It's good for everybody involved. It's good for pro wrestling, too, because, you know, more people watching, more money. More money, more ways to invest, cooler stuff for the fans, more money for the wrestlers. That's win-win. Getting these types of celebrities to show up and bring eyeballs to the to the business, I think it's win-win. 
Well, write a better story because I'd be embarrassed to show people like new wrestling fans this product right now. With Sammy? Sammy's just pretty good. Just the whole good. show, like top to bottom almost. Yeah, just watch the Logan Paul segment with Sammy. That's good enough. That's all you need. Like, it, it could be so much more if, like, he picked a side. Like, it means something if he actually was, like, on Sammy's side completely. So then when he takes a stunner, like, it means more. But now it's just like, oh, whatever, he takes a stunner. Oh, that's Logan Paul. It should mean something. Not, to me, no. I'll just tell you that for the channel, John, the Paul brothers bring numbers. Like, on the internet, when we talk about these guys, mm-hmm. you notice the, the traffic difference. Like, they they are big on the internet with a certain demographic. So, like, it's, it's not for us, man, but I'm telling you, People like them, and I see people are like, oh, he's a D-lister. He's very problematic. I saw what he did there in that forest in Japan. You know, he's done some pretty awful things. There's a lot of uh, stuff about these guys that I don't like. I don't like them. I want Ben Askren to whoop Jake Paul's ass, and I hope that he does. I want Kevin Owens to stun Logan Paul on WrestleMania because I think these guys are great heels, and people want to see them get their asses kicked. The Paul brothers are tremendous heels. They've talked their way. This guy, Logan Paul, talked his way into a boxing match with Floyd Mayweather, the greatest of all time. And he's never won a boxing match. That's how good of a heel he is. He's such a good heel. People want to see Floyd Mayweather, one of the biggest heels of all time, beat him. They're like, fuck him up, Floyd. People want to see Floyd Mayweather beat this guy up. That tells you about what kind of a heel this guy is. You're telling me Kevin Owens hitting a stunner isn't going to make people happy? It's not going to be a big pop at WrestleMania if they can get that shit done? And please, WWE, that's what that's the move right there. Stunner, knock him down. Right? Like, he's such a heel... He's like 0-1-1 as a boxer, never fought anybody real, talks so much shit, is such a big star that Mayweather deems him worthy to step out of retirement for a multi-multi-multi-million dollar payday because that's how many fans this guy has. People are willing to pay money to watch him box, and he's not even a boxer. I mean, come on, man. Like, I get it. I don't like him either, John. But, shit, you can't deny how big he is. And you can't deny that, goddamn, you got to be a pretty good heel for people to want to see you lose to Floyd Mayweather. Most people tune in to watch Floyd lose. But now everybody's like, oh, yeah, do that and have Floyd whoop that kid's ass. Cool. Come on, man. (laughs) I mean... You got to give the kid credit, man. He's he's made himself into something that that people want to see get beat up. So have Kevin Owens beat him up. I think that'd be good for Kevin Owens. I really do. Like it's great for him, and like I don't know if I really have a problem with him so much as just the way they're using him. Like 
if he's going to be a jerk, make him a jerk, but they haven't done that. They make him like, oh, he likes Sammy, and like, oh, he doesn't have really a problem with Kevin Owens. Like, Kevin Owens told him some important information. Like, to make him neutral is the worst way to use him because it just makes him indifferent to everything. And then it's hard for me, who doesn't really know much about him, to really care whatsoever if he takes a stunner or not. It's like, well, that just happened. Whatever. No, I get it, and I get why you wouldn't care, and I get that the build of him has been not that great. And, you know, it was only one show. I think it was kind of sloppily put together because he's only showing up now, and WrestleMania is a week away, right? But at the same time, I think he does bring eyeballs to the show, and if Kevin Owens stuns him at Mania, that's a TMZ moment, that's an internet moment that people will be talking about that don't watch pro wrestling at all. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of people out there who don't watch pro wrestling, and they know who Jake Paul is. Believe me, there's a whole group of them out there. I started listening to this podcast in a... It's like a young hip-hop podcast, and it's like the people they have here, and they, you know, kind of Jake Paul's in that world. It's just crazy, man. They have no idea about fighting and stuff like that. Uh, But it's fascinating, man. There's a whole world that we're just not, we're not into, John. All right? I'm telling you. A lot of weird weird shit going on. They're good at getting themselves noticed, but this wasn't the best way to use them. They could have used them much better than what they're using right now. This whole, like, indifferent stuff is is not the way to use them. Doug Hepburn says, I love how, I like how Owens just shoved him like he's a nobody. I like that, too. Mako says, Snooki was at Mania in the past. Can't be worse than Snooki. But then the, Doug Hepburn says, Snooki can take a punch, though. That's true. Learned that on the Jersey Shore. Snooki, and Snooki wasn't Snooki bad wasn't in the bad. ring. Snooki yeah. did, like, a lot of gymnastics and shit. Snooki was pretty good. Better than JWoww, I think. Yeah, JWoww was an impact. She was terrible. Wasn't Ronnie an impact too? I don't remember that. I remember JWoww though. I think JWoww and Ronnie were both an impact at some point. But Snooki was WWE, much bigger, much bigger deal. And she was not bad at WrestleMania. I hope Bad Bunny is better because he's going to have to wrestle one-on-one against The Miz. You see Triple H said Bad Bunny's been at the Performance Center like every day for months training for this. That's good. Short and simple. Just short and simple. That's the best way to do it. He seems to be putting the work in, though. Yeah, well, he better work on that cardio because he gets blown up just doing a run-in. So. Good point. Um, so I love Sami Zayn tonight. I thought he was a highlight of the show for me. Kevin Owens is backstage being interviewed, saying St- Sammy. Getting stunned wasn't just a message for him, but it was a message for everybody in the WWE. And then Sammy attacks Kevin from behind and pushes him into a bunch of metal pipes. It always surprises me how many metal pipes are just lying around backstage at WWE shows. Makes sense, though. I mean, the entrances and all that. Okay. Sammy, I love when uh, Kevin, he's like down and he's selling, he's, you know, writhing on the ground. And then it looks like he's like almost going to stand up. And Sammy's like, huh, huh, is he going to stand up? And then he just like r- runs away. Sammy's a great cowardly heel. The facial expressions, everything he does, he's brilliant. I think he's just fantastic. This run right now, the hair, the suit, the dancing tonight. Oh, I am loving Sammy Zayn. Bianca Belair beat Carmella tonight after the KOD. 
not great. Bianca having to adjust her eyelashes again. They fell off last time she she wrestled last week. This time, I noticed she was in the corner at one point. She had to, like, adjust her eyelash. And then when the match was over, she, like, raised her arm and then adjust her eyelash. Those eyelashes are a problem for her. They fall off during her matches. She's, like, readjusting them during the match. Do you need them, Bianca? Do you need the stuck-on, glued-on eyelashes when you're wrestling? Because they seem to be a distraction. She was definitely having some problems with them tonight. Sasha Banks looking weak as fuck. Trying to attack Bianca after the match from behind. Bianca just turns around and Sasha backs away and and leaves the ring. Just totally backed down from Bianca. What the hell was that? Shouldn't Sasha have like attacked Bianca and dropped her? Not just kind of touched her? Like... She shows up from behind after Bianca wrestles. Sasha, like, kind of lightly pushes her. Bianca turns around and is like, what? And Sasha's like, oh, okay, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Didn't make Sasha look very good. Or, like, a heel or anything, right? Like, I guess it's still babyface on babyface. Sasha had a chance to be the heel here with a beating on Bianca, but no beating. Well, I think that was the whole point is the the fact that she could have attacked her but didn't Uh, do it just to kind of be like, oh, I could have got you right there. I didn't get you, though. Like, I I didn't like it either because, like, I think we prefer action than just, you know, point at the sign garbage. But that's what we're getting, unfortunately. I mean, the stories are pretty much done at this point, except a little bit, but it's probably going to happen on Raw. Like, all, all the feud is pretty much done now. Like, you just pretty much have to go on to the show now. Has Charlotte been left off WrestleMania? You'll find out on Monday. It seems like it, though, right? Well, you know, it's too bad. Yeah. It is. Very strange. One of the biggest stars in the company. I still think her getting inserted into the Oscar-Rhea match would make a lot of sense as a triple threat. Hopefully they do it Monday, because I don't think she should be off WrestleMania. It's Charlotte Flair. I think she should be on the show. And if she's not, what is going on? Baron Corbin cut a backstage promo about taking out Drew McIntyre on Monday. And then when he does, he will get the title shot against Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania and become WWE champion. And we all believe Baron Corbin. That's certainly going to happen. Because at WrestleMania, it's not going to be Drew versus Bobby. It'll be Corbin versus Bobby. Okay. Okay. I don't care. That match is going to suck, too. Corbin and Drew. Well, it's hard to believe in what Corbin says when right afterwards the announcer says, well, regardless, it's going to be you know, Drew McFerrin's Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. So it's kind of like, well, you can say what you want, Baron, but the announcer just said like it's not going to be that way. So, yeah, hard to believe whatever Baron Corbin said right there. But, yeah, we're going to get the match, and it's not going to be anything great, but... That's what we're given right now because they broke up the Hurt Business. I'm seeing, yeah, the Hurt Business is broken up. And did you see, by the way, about the Hurt Business, like they're mad about it? Apparently they went to Vince and, and said, you know, we want to stay together. And Vince was like, no, you can't stay together. And Shelton tweeted about it. You see that? He's like... uh I'll get you the exact tweet, but Shelton doesn't seem happy. 
Uh-huh. I mean, this could be in character, right? But I don't think it is. The events of this past week have been beyond infuriating, frustrating, and disappointing, but sadly comes as no surprise. There was a report that said uh, that the the guys in the Hurt Business didn't want to break up the group, and uh, Vince made them break up. And apparently that Shelton tweet was in response to that. Well, the wrestlers don't dictate the show, regardless of how it shows on television when the wrestlers make the matches. The wrestlers don't make the matches. You know, Vince makes the matches. Vince decides who breaks up, who doesn't break up. So, too bad. It's his show. You don't like it, leave. (laughs) Well, you can't always leave if you don't like it, right? Sometimes if you don't like it, ask for your release, but then you won't be given your release. Unless you make a big stink, and then maybe you will, but then sometimes maybe you, you won't. So you can't really say if you don't like it, leave. That's not really how it works, is it? No, you can leave. It's just you have to sit at home, and you know that's all you can do. Yeah. If you don't like it, go sit at home and uh, don't work until your contract is up. Uh, all right. Apollo Cruz. I guess he likes it, or he's just going to do it. Uh, he challenges Big E to a Nigerian drum fight at WrestleMania. Okay. I don't know what that is. Sounds awful. I uh, heard Omas talk on Monday, and uh, he's a big guy. From Nigeria with an accent, and I thought, huh, why didn't they just give this gimmick to him? But no, this is the gimmick they give to Apollo, and him and Big E will have an intercontinental title match in a Nigerian drum fight at WrestleMania. No idea. Well, it's just basically an ODQ match, because again... Yeah, they said, well, he said it, like the anything goes kind of match. So that's pretty much it. It's going to it have. In a ring? Well, that's a good question. I, I imagine it's in a ring. It's just going to have a bunch of weird weapons, you know, lying around kind of thing. That's my guess to it. And you could do whatever you want in that kind of match. It, it's just, you know, again, laziness. And, you know, kind of weird, too, because it's like. Apollo loses like three, four matches, and now he gets to pick the stipulation at the big match WrestleMania. Again, like these stories, they just don't make any sense whatsoever, and they're not well put together, but this is what we get. Let me tell you what I picture when I picture a Nigerian drum fight. I don't know if you've seen this. I guess this is mostly in Senegal. Oh, Nigerian wrestling, too. Like, there is... They've actually had this match? No, they haven't had this match, but there are, like, Nigerian... There's, like, Nigerian, like, amateur wrestling, right? Where, you know, in the different Mm -hmm. villages or whatever in Nigeria, they wrestle, and usually it's kind of like this. It's, like, in a circle. There's, like, people around them. It's, like, a dirt uh, thing. And, you know, that's what I take as a Nigerian drum fight. Kind of yeah, like... I don't think that's what... You know, like, it. are, are they going to be, like, in a, you know, like, in a circle? See these guys? Yeah. You know? No. Are they going to be, like, in a circle with dirt, with drums around them? Like, people on drums, like, banging the drums, and, like, they're in dirt, and they're going to be wrestling in dirt, like a Nigerian kind of traditional wrestling match? Because when he said that, I was like, oh, are they going, like, super old school, that type of wrestling? And this is not, like, this happens today. This is what they do, because, like, yeah, it's like a 
it's a sport in Nigeria. They they have like uh, amateur wrestling, but they don't have mats and stuff, so they uh, they do it in the dirt. Which hey, why not? So do I sometimes when there's no mats. What are you gonna do? Got to find some way to take somebody down. So yeah, I thought that that is what uh, Nigerian drum fight might be. Maybe not. It might be though, John. It might be. And if it is, people are gonna be like, "This is racist." But really. Is it? Because it's just traditional what they do in Nigeria. I think it'd be fine. I kind of want them to do that. Is that wrong? It'd be kind of cool. Something different for Mania. Something different. I, I just don't expect them to do something like that. I mean, it's kind of dirty. Like, I don't expect them to like put the ring like all in dirt or something like that. Like, I don't expect something. No, like that no to ring. No ring. Yeah, but you have a crowd do it outside. Oh, like, yeah, you have a crowd, you but you're socially distanced crowd. It's a crowd. It's in a football stadium that seats 80,000 or whatever, and they only have 25,000 there. You're telling me they couldn't make a dirt pit somewhere on the floor in the arena? Do the match in the dirt pit? They could, but it might be dirt hard for some pit, people to see it and all pit, that. Dirt pit. I want a dirt pit. I think I think they'll keep most matches in the ring. I mean, if Randy and the Fiend are going to be in the ring, I, I think this is also going to be in the ring. Ugh. Is that going to be in the ring, Randy and Fiend? They're going to have a match. I think for the most for the most part. Cool Nigerian drum fight at WrestleMania. Biggie hasn't accepted, but you know he will. Daniel Bryan wrestled Jey Uso, got the win over Jey Uso in the main event, got the yes lock, made him tap. No holds barred match there. A lot of uh, weapons used. Brian hitting the running knee on Edge after the match. Beat him up. Kissed Edge on the forehead before ramming his head into the ring post. Evil Daniel Bryan. Maniacal. You ever see Daniel Bryan kiss a man, kiss a man before hurting him? That was badass. Mwah. Bah! I'm sorry. I love you. Boom. You know? That was sweet. And then he's like, where's Roman? And he goes after Roman, who's on the stage. And Roman's, is like, Roman's like, oh, shit. Roman sold it really well. You know, like Brian's coming after him. And Roman looked afraid. It was really good. And Roman throws his chair that he's sitting on. He throws it at Brian. Brian ducks it, hits him with the running knee, and then puts Roman in the yes lock. And he's not letting go. And referees come, and they have to break it up after a while. And then Brian goes in the ring, poses, does the yes stuff. Standing tall to end SmackDown. I can't complain about that. Daniel Bryan, standing tall, beats up Edge, wins his match, beats up Roman, beats up Edge. Kick-ass Daniel Bryan, angry Daniel Bryan, ready for action, ready to beat everybody's ass, looking like Stone Cold Steve Austin in his prime, Taking out the Uso, taking out Roman, taking out Edge, taking out everybody. I thought that was fantastic. Daniel Bryan, run in the show. Let's go, D. Bry. Take the belt at Mania. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, you say SmackDown was bad, but if SmackDown ends like that every week, I'm happy. Daniel Bryan kicking everybody's ass, winning the main event. And beating everybody up. Works for me. Well, I didn't save the whole show. And enjoy the moment while you have it. Because you have it now. 
You're not going to get WrestleMania. Why you got to ruin my fun? Just bring it back to reality is all. How dare you? How dare you? Where's Bailey? People on the chat want to know where Bailey is. I have no idea. I don't know why she's not at well, Mania. They got, they got nothing for her. You know, it's just the unfortunate circumstance where there's just no room for her. Make room. You know, they have kind of gave Bailey a lot last year. Like, they gave Bailey everything last year when you think about it. So, you know, this is one year where you're just going to have to be on the sidelines. It happened to other wrestlers in the past. Kevin Owens didn't wrestle at WrestleMania 35. He just wasn't there. You know what happens to some, some of them, unfortunately. But over the past year during the pandemic, Bailey has taken everything they've given to her and hit it out of the park. There's no reason not to reward her with a WrestleMania match for the first time in over a year in front of fans. She deserves a match. Charlotte deserves a match. They should wrestle each other. Just wrestle each other. That's what I would do. Okay, there's nothing for you. There's nothing for you. You're two massive stars. The story writes itself. Just do the match. One match, Charlotte Bailey. Why not? They slapped together Sammy and Kevin last minute. Do Charlotte and Bailey last minute too. I think it's disrespectful to have WrestleMania with Charlotte and Bailey sitting on the sidelines. I think it's really bad. They should not do that. Well, with Charlotte, I mean, you kind of understood it because they thought she was pregnant, so they kind of went ahead with stories. But they were wrong. Her, so that, they were wrong. They were, Their medical wrong. team made a, made a mistake, and now Charlotte gets punished mm-hmm. for it? That's bullshit. They can it's still bullshit. write this wrong. It's not over yet. And women are getting no time on WWE TV, by the way. Was it Car- we had like two women matches tonight. Yeah, but on Raw, there was like maybe eight minutes or 11 minutes total of women on the, on the show, and people were tweeting about it. People were unhappy. So they had to give us two women's matches tonight on SmackDown. They had to because people were upset about what happened on uh, on Raw. But you said it yourself. Even the women's what? match, the two women... The two women's matches on SmackDown, I mean, one of them was barely a match, Natty and Shayna. Now, people were upset about what happened on Raw. You didn't see that? People were like, oh, it's not enough. Not enough uh, uh, women's wrestling on Raw. I think Carmella Man, you tweeted see, like, about it. Three or four matches almost a week for, like, women's matches, like, on Raw alone. Like, come on. Like, one week then they don't do it? Like, like come on. Like, not everyone gets to be on the show all the time. I don't know. I mean, you have to look at it. They're hyping their matches. And, you know, Asuka's there. They're, they're hyping her. Yeah. But look on look on Raw. Who else is there? Well, they haven't built anybody. They haven't done anything. They should bring people That's too up. Bad. You know, they they haven't brought anybody up in a while. Hey, what about Ember Moon? Ember Moon was... She won half the NXT tag champs. Yeah, but, like, why isn't she on the main roster? She was on the main roster. She was good on the main roster. And then she got hurt, and they're not bringing her back. But, like, she was a star that they had made. She's a good wrestler, 
and their main roster is desperately needing of stars. I don't know why they haven't uh, brought up more people from NXT because you see the roster. It's pretty bare. There's not that many options. The fact that Bailey doesn't have anything to do at WrestleMania and Charlotte doesn't have anything to do, find them something to do. The fact that they don't have enough opponents, enough people to go around, find more people. Look at WrestleMania. Is WrestleMania fair as far as like who's wrestling on this show? Night one, we only have one women's match booked. One. Sasha and Bianca. It should close the show, but that's the only match that's booked technically right now for night one. One women's match and five men's matches. Right? Right, yeah. Okay, second night, same thing. One women's match, five men's matches. And maybe we'll have the tag team title thing, so we'll have two women's matches on Saturday with five men's matches and two women's matches on Sunday with five men's matches. You're telling me we couldn't find a way to have three, four women's matches on the card? I mean, at least three. If you're going to say, oh, well, maybe we don't have it 50-50, at least give me three so it's like 60-40. They're not doing the women's battle royal. They're not doing, you know, anything. Angelo says apparently Ember Moon wanted to be on NXT. Okay, fine. But like Johnny said before, you know, it's not Ember's company. You want to be on NXT, fine. But uh, you want to work for the WWE or what? So fine, not Ember Moon. Yeah, well, Bring up her tag team partner. Yes Bring Shotzi Blackheart up. Bring uh, Dakota Kai up. Bring Tegan Knox up. Bring Candice LeRae up. There's a whole list of people they could bring up. Bring Io Shirai up. What are we waiting for? She's the champ. Yeah, well, have her drop the belt and bring her up to the main fucking roster already. Like, there's people out there. You're telling me Io Shirai versus Bailey wouldn't be a kick-ass match this year? Io versus Charlotte? Like, come on now. These matches could happen. And at WWE wants to talk about, oh, women's evolution and equality and all that bullshit that's not true. When you have a fucking six-match card booked for WrestleMania and only one of those matches is a women's match on both nights, that's not equal. That's far from equal. And doing two women's matches with five men's matches is also not equal. And could you imagine if Roman Reigns... You know, oh, well, Roman Reigns' opponent for WrestleMania got hurt, so he's just not going to be at Mania this year. Like last year. <laughs> what do you mean? No, Roman didn't wasn't at Mania. Roman didn't. Yeah, he wasn't Not at Mania because last his year. opponent got fucking hurt, John, because he fucking pulled out because of COVID. What the fuck, man? Still wasn't at What Mania. are you talking about? What are you talking about? The show goes on. No, no, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. If Roman had an opponent for WrestleMania that got hurt, they'd find him a new opponent. Charlotte Flair's opponent for WrestleMania got pregnant, 
So, and then they thought Charlotte was pregnant, but Charlotte's good to go for Mania. Has been for days, probably over a week now. Could have brought her back last week, didn't. Backstage at Raw, nothing. One of your biggest stars doesn't have an opponent for WrestleMania, so you find one. If this were a man, they would find one. They would. Fucking try to tell me otherwise. I don't believe you. I don't think we know the whole story about Charlotte, so I think it's really hard to say what's going on. What about the fact that there's only one woman's match booked? Forget Charlotte. Like, it's not just about Charlotte. It's about all the women that work for the WWE. It's about the fact that they fucking talk about equality and it's total bullshit. It's about the fact that they're going to have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on SmackDown, but they totally forgot about the Women's Battle Royal because they don't give a shit. It's about the fact that they pumped the shit out of that Women's Evolution pay-per-view one time and never did it again. It's bullshit. Well, you complained yourself there's not enough star power, though. Like Bailey, who's who's Bailey gonna wrestle besides Charlotte? Who right now, like they didn't have plans for her to wrestle. Maybe wrestle they'll Bailey. throw her back in, but re- just do it. Wrestle Bailey then. But still, like, what's that? Just Charlotte versus Bailey, just for the sake of it? I mean, fine, but I mean, it's not great when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. Like, you're just throwing a match out there for just having a match. Like, when you think about it, you want a big time match, and it's just like, well, it's just gonna be another match. Like. You would think something big for them, not just another match. I'm sure Charlotte and Bailey would would take a match over no match at WrestleMania in front of fans for the first time in over a year. First event in front of fans during the pandemic, and they don't they don't want to be on the show, just to be on the show. Come on, man. Again, it's not their choice. Yeah. Okay. You do what you're told. <laughs> yeah, well, we're fucking watching these shows, and they are not genuine when they talk about equality. Just so we're clear. One woman's match is not enough at WrestleMania. It's not enough. They could be doing much more. They choose not to. They don't focus on the women's division. Asuka had no challengers. Lacey Evans gets pregnant, and then, what, the whole Raw women's division falls apart? It shows you the lack of depth, the lack of care, the lack of attention. Lacey Evans gets pregnant. Everything goes to shit. Rhea Ripley shows up out of nowhere, and she's like, oh, I'll take a title shot. And they're like, yeah, okay, let's do that. No build. Nothing. They try to build fucking Bianca and Sasha and... Look at the job they've done there. They have done well with making Bianca a star, though. Bianca has become a bigger star since winning the Royal Rumble. She's been focused on. She's been put in good spots. She's looked strong. Bianca has been made into a star, and that is what the division needs desperately. New stars. Rhea Ripley will be one, too. But they need more than just two. And they need to show some respect... To Charlotte Flair. Put some goddamn respect on her name. It's Flair, goddammit. All right. Chris Jericho is going to appear on the Broken Skull Sessions 
on April 11th, right after WrestleMania on the WWE Network, Jericho is going to be on the Stone Cold podcast. Now, this is cool. I think they'll probably only talk about Jericho's WWE days. I doubt they touch on AEW. They'll probably mention it, but they're not going to talk about, oh, yeah, AEW, it's so great now. We really get to do what we want. We don't have scripted promos. Tony Khan, such a great boss, you know. I don't think they're going to do that. And if they did, they will edit it out because it's not live, right? I doubt AEW's touched on really much, which kind of begs the question, what's in it for AEW? They let one of their biggest stars go appear on a WWE show. What's in it for AEW? I mean, I guess... Jericho gets exposure, but Jericho already gets exposure on the WWE Network. If they don't mention AEW, do they really get exposure? Yes. All right. Mr. 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 Logan Paul doesn't do anything, doesn't move the needle. This is good exposure, John. Not a wrestler, so you're just hateful for everything that he does, right? You're just against anything he's doing, even though he is bringing way more eyeballs to the WWE than Chris Jericho appearing on Stone Cold's podcast will bring to AEW. Facts. Wrestling fans. He brings wrestling fans much more than Logan Paul's bringing wrestling fans. You want new wrestling fans because there are not enough wrestling fans today. Oh, he's going to bring a small amount of WWE fans to go watch AEW like they've never heard of AEW before. Okay, John, I'm buying that. Come on. Well, your boy, Logan Paul, who's like Mr. Like, oh, I like Kevin Owens. I like Sami Zayn. Yeah. I really want to see what happens with Logan Paul with that. That's exciting. He's bringing in people that don't watch wrestling to watch wrestling. People that like him won't be watching wrestling. People that like Jericho, they like wrestling. It's the only reason to like Jericho. Yeah, bring in wrestling fans to watch wrestling. That that makes sense. Like bring in no, wrestling fans. No, it doesn't. To never watch wrestling ever again. <laughs> everybody that's watching AEW is already watching it. Jericho appearing on the WWE Network to talk about his run with Stone Cold and The Rock. Is it going to help AEW? AEW keeps doing these crossovers that don't help them. Kenny goes to Impact. Does that help Impact or does does that help AEW? Because I don't think it helps AEW too much. And it makes more people tune into Impact when Kenny shows up. It's the only reason I've tuned into Impact over the past few months. See what Kenny's doing. And Jericho shows up in the Broken Skull Sessions. People are going to be tuning into the WWE Network. I'm telling you, whatever business this does for AEW is going to do better business for WWE. Do you disagree with that? I think WWE benefits from this way more. I think it's give and take. I think, you know, people are going to be interested because, like, oh, WWE does this. I mean, what else are they going to do now in the future? So, you know, it's going to, I think, add a lot of attention to WWE. But I, th- I think, again, it helps AEW. Just on the announcement alone, it's going to help AEW. The social media blew up like crazy. I keep telling you, social media is a big thing now in wrestling. Oh, is it, John? <laughs> I keep telling you. Bianca Belair. Social media Bianca is a Belair big thing in pro push. wrestling. John, that's what I'm trying to tell you about Logan Paul. 
Social media is a big thing now in pro wrestling. That's an understatement of the fucking decade, John. What's going on? No shit. Not see the tweets I was showing? Because of social media. Yeah, and she's a hell of an athlete, and she's got a good look, you know? she's There's a lot going for Bianca Belair. But, yeah, I guess she's over on Twitter, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I think Jericho showing up is cool. Jericho doing his uh, his thing on the WWE Network with Stone Cold is cool. Definitely a surprise, right? I didn't see that one coming. Who's next? Kenny? No, I don't see something like that. He's got to get something that, you know, WWE fans would be, like, super interested in. Like, like that's kind of like he has no history in WWE. You need someone who has a history in WWE. Exactly, because they need something to talk about. What's Kenny going to talk about? His matches in New Japan, AEW, starting that company, right? Like, I don't know. It doesn't work. No. I think uh, Christian, I guess, but, like, Christian isn't really going to move the needle. I think anybody from AEW is going to be Jericho, and they got him. So there you go. It's done. Maybe Arn Anderson, you know, to kind of get people talking. Maybe. Jake. Cody? I don't know about Cody. Not sure about that. They could do Dustin. Yeah, Dustin. But again, like it's like Christian. I mean, doesn't really push the needle that much. You know? That's it. AEW doesn't have that many guys that could appear on the Broken Skull sessions that would make sense other than Jericho. But could you imagine Vince letting one of his guys appear on an AEW podcast? Like, uh, hey, next week, Edge is going to be on the AEW Unrestricted podcast with Tony Schiavone. Like, imagine. Well, no, they they wouldn't let, like, NXT people be on the Jericho Cruise. Like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. It only works in this circumstance, and that's it. Because it's Austin. It's mainly because it's Austin. They let Austin, you know, do what he wants. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you read the story of how this happened, but it's pretty funny. Um, Austin had to text Vince, but the way Austin tells it, uh, let me get you the exact quote here from Stone Cold. It's really funny because it really sounds like Jericho was just drunk and, and, uh, and made this happen. This seems like a drunk thing. So Jericho's giving an interview to, or sorry, Austin's giving an interview to Sports Illustrated. So here's Austin. He says, I was having a beer one night after my Broken Skull Sessions interview with The Undertaker aired, and out of the blue, Chris Jericho reached out and said, man, that was a great interview. Okay, so Austin's having a beer after his interview airs, so it's nighttime, right? He's drinking. Okay. Okay, nighttime, drinking. Jericho reaches out out of the blue. Oh, I love that interview, man. It was great. So Jericho's watching it, probably having a couple drinks. And then Austin says, I sent him back. Right. Well, I mean, it's Jericho. We know Jericho. Lost the AEW title on the first night with it. Austin says, I sent him back a couple of those emojis, one of a beer mug and the other of an eagle. That's a weird response, Stone Cold. Beer mug eagle. That's how Stone Gold responds to texts. 
And then he called me right then and there. We got to talking. So Jericho's drunk, for sure, at this point. We got to talking. I'm guessing. I've always respected the hell out of his career, and I'm glad they're around. It gives the guys and girls in professional wrestling more places to work. There, he means AEW. I'm glad they're around. I said, I'd love to have you on the show. And he said he'd love to do it. So I checked with Vince about it. I texted Vince and said, we had this badass idea about Jericho coming on the show. Vince goes, it's cool. Go ahead. But me and Vince don't always do well with phones and texts and all that, so I texted him one more time. Are you sure it's okay to have Chris Jericho on the show? Vince gave me the thumbs up, and Chris came out to do the show. So, for sure, for sure Jericho is, like, having a couple drinks, and he calls Stone Cold. I'm going to call Stone Cold. That was a great interview. Call Stone Cold. They get to talking. Good brother talks. Stone Cold's like, well, son, why don't you come on the show? And Jericho's like, yeah, sure, I'll come on the show. And uh, Austin's like, are you sure you can do that? Jericho's like, yeah, AEW, I can do what I want. Tony Khan, I got him wrapped around my finger, that fucking guy. No problem. And apparently Tony Khan had to give the okay. But, you know, Jericho does whatever the hell he wants in AEW. That's obvious by uh, the shape of him and, uh, you know, what he does on TV on a weekly basis. So, there you go. Jericho getting to do whatever the fuck he wants. I like Jericho. Apparently, you have some hatred towards Chris Jericho for some I reason. I love Jericho. Sure why, he but... just, he just, uh, uh, my uh, my girlfriend said uh, Jericho seems to have aged more in the past five years than anybody else in pro wrestling. I think oh, that's, that's an not apt. True whatsoever. I think that's an apt description. In the past five years. If you look at Jericho, like, say, five, ten years ago, and you compare it to today, the wheels fell off pretty fast. I feel Edge looks a lot older. He looks pretty good, though. I mean, Edge is, like, still skinny. He still looks in shape. Jericho looks like a little, you know, a little bloated these days, right? He's a little bigger, a little thicker around the midsection. He's a little older. I think he's, you know, having a good time. Not really thinking about being in main event shape anymore. He's 50 years old. He looks great for his age. I'm just saying he doesn't look like he once did. I was watching like uh, 2009 Jericho the other day, and I was like, God damn. Past 10 years have not been kind to this man. Like 2009, he's like fresh-faced, like perfect body, super sculpted, jacked. 10 years later, it's like, oh, what happened? You know? I'm just saying. It's noticeable. He looks different. He's not in his best shape. And Jericho used to always be in top shape. And, you know, he's not as effective as he once was. I don't think that's being disrespectful or hateful towards Jericho. I think Jericho's great. I just think he's not the guy he was 10 years ago. Wear and tear of 10 years, it's going to happen to you. Yeah, and over the past five years, I think that wear and tear has really, really reared its head. You could get by being 40, 45. Once you hit 46, 47, 48, 50 in the wrestling business, things start to get a lot harder. So Jericho's going to be on the Stone Cold podcast. We'll, We'll see how he does there, what he talks about. That'll be interesting. But forget all that because after WrestleMania, you don't want to watch that. You want to watch us on the Wrestling Uncensored WrestleMania post show. We're going to be live both nights after Mania, Saturday and Sunday 
nights. All right, next week, right after WrestleMania, we will be here for you, breaking everything down as we are after every WWE pay-per-view, after every WWE TV show. We're going to be back here Monday night, right after Monday Night Raw, the go-home show to WrestleMania, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday night. Johnny and I will be back on Wednesday night with our AEW Dynamite recap show. And then, once again, next Friday night, 10 p.m., right after SmackDown, leading into WrestleMania, it will be our official WrestleMania preview show next Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time, right here on the channel. Angelo, drop in the super chat. Says, I want to... Say thank you to Dave and the Ringside Report Network crew for having me on the air tonight. Boom. Uh, It was an honor to call into the show. Well, it was great, great to talk to you finally, Angelo, after seeing you on the chat for all this time. Seeing you for years. Chatting to you for years. Um, it uh, It was great to finally talk to you. And Mako says, cut the man some slack, Super Dave. He's done more for more past 40 than most do in a lifetime. 100%. I think, uh, yeah, for sure. Jericho's great. I love Chris Jericho, but I think that he's, you know, not, he's not looked good in 2021. Right? It's a little disrespectful. Why? He hasn't looked good. He's not what he used to be. It's the truth. You give a fuck. See, that's it. Like, yeah. Oh, that was good. Keep that going, by the way, the Super Chat. That's great. There you go. Doug Hepburn bringing it back. And I think Doug maybe just tied up Angelo for the Super Chat lead of the night. Did he? No. No, Angelo's still in the lead. By just a little bit over Patrick. Antoinette is in the game. Patrick C. Hamilton in the game. Doug Hepburn in the game now. Angelo in the lead. Good stuff. Appreciate you. Super chats are great. Look, I love Chris Jericho. Um, You know me. I'm a Jericho fan. He's one of the greatest of all time. But he's not in greatest of all time shape anymore. He's not like he was when he wrestled Sean. Right, it's a different time, and I don't think well, I don't think that you he's seen Sean. Yeah, okay, sure, but yeah, but he's not wrestling anymore, is he? No, well, now he has to teach, apparently. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like you know, Jericho's still wrestling, and uh... Super- oh, Patrick taking the lead, leader for the night. Thank you, Patrick C. Hamilton. He says, we appreciate Johnny and Dave. Appreciate you. I love it. Always good. I love it. Patrick in the lead now tonight. He is a super chat leader. I love it. I love the super chat battles. I love the Ringside Report Network. You guys keeping us going. And I love Chris Jericho. You know I love Jericho. Come on, John. Come on, John. But, I mean... You've seen him, right? You have eyes. You saw the lion salt he did a few weeks ago? You ever seen him botch it that bad? Ever. Before. Oh, one time when Mr. Perfect saved his life in WCW. Other than that. 
I remember, I think I saw him on a house show. I think it was against Ziggler. Like, again, right on his head. It happens, man. People make mistakes. All right. Fine. You think Jericho is just as good now as he's ever been? Really? Is that what you're going to I think he's really adapted. He's adapted to, like, the way he is now, what he can and cannot do. Like, obviously, he focuses more on character, but I think he's actually trying to get people over more now. I think maybe... There's a bit more resentment towards that, that maybe that you're feeling that he's putting guys over that you don't particularly think he should be putting over. You're talking about Orange Cassidy? That's one of them, MJF. Like, I don't know if, how much you like MJF, but maybe no, you feel like should... Jericho's putting him over too much. No, he should be putting him over. And people were mad that uh, Jericho beat up MJF on Wednesday, and I thought, no, that was just kind of, you know, you got to go back and do it. And yeah, Jericho's still over, and Jericho is still a big star. I'm just saying, like, I'm not as hyped up for Jericho matches as I used to be. I don't think Jericho is delivering the classic in-ring, you know, five-star matches that he used to do. I don't think that he has it in him anymore because he's kind of past his prime. But when he was in his prime, he was one of the greatest ever. So he's still serviceable. He's just not the guy he used to be. It's like Undertaker for years. I was like, yeah, Undertaker is like not the same guy. He should probably retire. And then he finally did, but it took him long enough. Sting is a legend of the wrestling business. He's not in his prime anymore, but he's serviceable for what AEW is doing with him. All I am uh, pointing out is that Jericho doesn't look the way he used to look. And he, you know, doesn't seem to be in, in the best shape of his life. Patrick C. Hamilton wants to know if we're going to have a show on Tuesday night now that NXT is moving there. I don't know. I'd have to start watching NXT on a regular basis, and I've seen enough of NXT to know that I don't want to do that. I watch enough wrestling. I don't know if I want to do a Tuesday night post-NXT show. Maybe that could be the one show on the Ringside Report Network without Dave on it. How about that? Let somebody else do the shows from now on. Johnny and Glenn can do it. Or Johnny can do it by himself. Yeah, that's Patrick's suggestion. Johnny solo on Tuesday nights. It's interesting. You know, think about it. I'll have to watch NXT again because I've actually stopped watching NXT because the last couple weeks have been pretty bad. Doug Hepburn says, is Hogan still serviceable? I think so, but yeah, exactly. Like, Hogan is still kind of useful to show up every once in a while. Like, if if you wanted Hogan to wrestle like Sting wrestles, he probably could do it. But should he? Is that what you want to see? Like, he's not what he was. Bob Cote says, let Hogan win the Battle Royal. I agree with that. Hogan should be in the Andre Battle Royal, and he should win it. Because, like, mm. who else? Why not? Hogan, like... Oh. It's on SmackDown, though. So? Pr- promote his appearance at Mania. He's going to be around. He's going to be at Mania. Promote it. I mean, if you want to see Jericho WrestleMania events and Sting WrestleMania events, why can't Hulk Hogan show up, throw three or four punches to guys, stand around the ring, not take a single bump, and win a battle royal that means nothing on SmackDown? Well, because it's Hogan, like you just said, Sting and Jericho, that's like main event stuff. If Hogan's there, that should at least be on the actual pay-per-view WrestleMania, no? 
He's on the pay-per-view. He's the host. If he's there to win a match, it shouldn't be a match at WrestleMania taking time away from people. It should be a match, a battle royal, with a bunch of people like Tucker in it and Mace that means absolutely nothing on SmackDown, and you give people something nice where Hulk Hogan wins a match. Hulk Hogan is old and has, you know, rebuilt hips and is no longer in a position where he should be a professional wrestler. So if he is to wrestle, it should be in a nothing, meaningless match where he can win and look good and have a nice little moment of nostalgia. That's where these guys should be, like Sting. And Jericho, not quite there, but he's nearing that point where, you know, you bring him out for nostalgia purposes, not in important spots. Jericho could still be used in important spots. Sting is used in important spots, but I don't know. Hogan, I mean, forget it. If you can't bump, forget it. But win a Andre Battle Royal on SmackDown, like, who cares? That match means nothing. Let him do it. Yeah, Hogan's a good politician. Like, if he's not on pay-per-view, Hogan knows not to do it. Like, he, he wouldn't put himself in that situation. Hogan protects himself pretty well. Uh, I don't think it matters. What do you mean protects so himself? So Hogan, it means a lot. So Hogan wouldn't wrestle unless it's on the actual Mania pay-per-view? You're saying he wouldn't wrestle on SmackDown Mania? Because it's beneath him? Like, you've read Hogan's books. He's but a he very really harsh wants to be. He really wants to be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. He pitched winning it last year. So let him win it. When it was, when it was on... When it was on the show, WrestleMania. Who yeah, cares? Of course. Who cares? Whatever. If you want to win it, Terry, you can win it on SmackDown. If you don't want to win it, forget it. You'll just co-host the show with Titus on the weekend, okay? That's the deal. I'd have Hogan win it. Hogan, do you want to be in this Battle Royal and win? Yeah, brother. Okay, you're going to be on the Battle Royal and you're going to win. Hogan, do you want to be in the Battle Royal and win? No, brother, that's not going to work for me. Okay, Mustafa Ali, you're winning the Battle Royal. Okay, cool. How come you won that battle royal, Mustafa? Because oh, Hogan didn't want to be in it. P- pardon me, Hogan? Yeah, yeah. You know, WWE, it's crazy. So we will be back here Monday night right after Raw. We'll be back here next Friday night to preview WWE WrestleMania. A big shout-out to our Super Chat leader tonight, Patrick C. Hamilton. Appreciate you, Patrick. Thank you to Angelo for calling in. Angelo for super chatting as well. One of the leaders of the team. All the members, Doug, Patrick, Angelo, Antoinette, (coughs) Craig. I see you. I appreciate you. Everybody else watching, shout out to Lauren and Bob and Mako and Alex. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Angelo. That's an Angelo move right there. Angelo dropping a big super chat right at the end of the show so he could be the leader of the night. That's an Angelo move. That's what Angelo does. I don't know if you noticed that. He, he He's watching the show, and he's like, oh, Dave's wrapping up. Let me drop a super chat to be the winner. And you are the big winner. You are the leader of the night. Boom. He makes it a big one, too, so no one can catch him. That's it. He's smart, Angelo. You know? He's a smart guy. He knows what's up. He knows how to win. That's how you win an auction, too, you know? Angelo is the leader of the night. Thank you, Angelo. We appreciate you. I was just saying Patrick was the leader, but Angelo took it home. 
Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Angelo. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Antoinette. Thank you, everybody, for super chatting. Everybody for becoming a member. Become a member of the YouTube channel. You get special emojis in the chat. You get priority when you call us, call.ringsidereport.net. You can also become a member over at donate.ringsidereport.net. And you can buy this cool merch that we have over at merch.ringsidereport.net. Net. Don't forget to like this video, leave a comment, and subscribe to the channel when you subscribe. Click the bell so you get notifications every time we are on. RingsideReport.net is our online home. For Johnny, I'm Dave. I'll see you again Monday night right after Raw.